Hello, this is Masajati, and welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. This is episode 128, Live Conversations with Dead People. Steve Jobs, part two. In this episode, I finish my conversation with the spirit of the deceased founder of Apple. This is the second in a series of dialogues with people who have passed. And the reason why I'm doing this is that if we can tap into the consciousness of these great visionaries, these individuals who had brought in totally different concepts, ideas on how to enhance humans, enhance society, why not carry on their work? Why not tap into the consciousness that they tapped into, allowing other people to continue on with the brilliance that they shined on humanity and the earth? So this is the reason for the series live conversations with dead people. As they cross over, it does mean that it ends. The consciousness that they tapped into is always there. We can always continue to expand and grow for them. Now let's get back to my conversation with Steve. Uh, the state of uh, the state of humanity. Uh, he's very proud of, say, how humanity has brought about you know, the technological, uh, I mean, it's it's a blessing um, because 20 years ago, the technologies that we have, uh, he could have never done some of the things that he could have done, you know, um, you know, back in the 50s or, uh, he, again, he says 20 years ago, right? So in the future, um, oh, and that's the other piece. Uh, he's, okay, thanks. So in the future, uh, as new materials arise, uh, and these are almost like metals that feel like fabric. Uh, very flexible, uh, expandable. Um, th- this new form of technology, uh, he's t- he's telling me, uh, would increase, say, the technology that we have today. Uh, not. Tenfold, uh, by about thirty or forty fold from where we are in a very short period of time. So, uh, and that starts around uh, what he's saying twenty twenty four twenty twenty five. So, um, hopefully, people listening to this podcast can tap in, and um, and I'm always open to say scientists and um, you know physicists and so on. Uh, that would like to tap into my abilities for those who who understand my frequencies uh, to help them further progress their say ideas or the next best thing. By the way, so it's just an open invitation. So reach out if you'd like, if you'd like to study my abilities, and then also uh, help you tap into those higher consciousnesses where uh, Steve got his ideas or concept. So one of the things. Um, uh, that Steve likes to clarify, you know, because, you know, there's been a lot of stories or even from the beginning, uh, you know, where he's got his uh, fame and fortune is like, you know, that, you know, Apple uh, or Steve's like stole other people's ideas. Um, and he's saying, yeah, that might be the case. Uh, but in essence, uh, from what he sees it or from his perspective that he's seeing it, uh, and again, these are Steve's words, uh, is that it's not really stealing uh, any conceptual because 
from uh, from the human platform, those ideas would have ended humanity um, into a lower state. So uh, if you look at it from a human perspective, say, did he steal? Maybe. Uh, or did he copy other uh, ideas, uh, concepts that, say, other uh, scientists and so on, um, uh, you know, invented? Sure, he did, at a human perspective. But if you look at the broader picture, uh, what he's telling me is that, sure, uh, uh, at the higher perspective, it's not about who created uh, or who got that invention first, because, uh, again, that's a, a power source, a control source. The, the the consciousness that he comes from, it's like, hey, somebody created this. Hey, let me add my spice on top of it uh, and go ahead with it. And his spice was was not about, you know, making it 10% better to so we can have a different patent on it or anything like that. It was about, hey, let's bring in that higher love consciousness. Let's just call it the consciousness of love, uh, efficient love. Okay? That's what he was bringing into the product. So sure, again, from human creation or human invention, right? Somebody created a program or, you know, the mouse or, you know, whatever that they say he stole. Um, but if it wasn't for him, that technology uh, would have not, one, would have not pulled uh, humanity to a higher state. Uh, it would have dragged them further into depending on technology. So, and, and this is where he differentiates, uh, or when he was alive, the way he ran the company, is that he differentiated between technology enslaving humanity uh, and then technology that would help um, humanity. Steve just wants to uh, emphasize uh, although, you know, smartphone is a smartphone, uh, computer is a computer, why are, say, Apple computer, uh, especially when it was alive, uh, so enticing, so intriguing? It's because of the technology, uh, and it's not the physical tech, it's not the technology about, you know, making the components and so on like that. It's the technology, say, that brought about the physicalness of, say, the computer or smartphone or anything else. So it's the frequencies uh, it, which is attached to that higher, say, efficiency, uh, love efficiency consciousness, right? Uh, not the distorted human form. Uh, and by the way, he doesn't think that humans uh, are inept, um, uh, dumb, uh, going downhill or anything like that, uh, but it's an escalation, and by escalation he means that uh, it's like children. Uh, it's just like children learning how to become strong adults. Okay? So it's a growing path for us. So it's not that we were ever bright and then we got darker and darker and darker. So from what he's telling me, uh, the sad thing is, and this is what uh, what frustrates him uh, a lot. Um, more so than anything, and I mentioned this earlier, but he just wants to bring bring it back, is that the capacity that humans have. So imagine, say, uh, you know, uh, like a computer with such capacity, right? And you're only using 12% of it. It would be frustrating to that individual that created it Okay, although Steve, say, didn't create humanity, uh, he sees the potential of humanity. 
Uh, I used that parent example uh, earlier on, but for some reason he just keeps coming back that, you know, the technology that we're using still comes from a competitive state where we have to be better than the other. So as I ask the other question, and maybe this falls into that, so I'll ask that question. Like, Steve, where do you see, what do you see Apple today, you know, as your company? Uh, what do you see? Uh, and then what do you see for its future? Um, so the new business paradigm uh, that I talk about. So he's telling me about my business paradigm that I talk about, um, is that's the standard. Uh, although most uh, companies are trying to, they fall into that business paradigm, they're doing it from a physical aspect. They're not doing it from a higher level of consciousness. So, they, so they're just walking through the steps. So they have like better customer service or, you know, uh, over the top customer service or, or service or excellent or products and stuff. Uh, the, the, the consumer is not looking for that. So sadly to say, um, in today, say for example, Apple, uh, what he's, what Steve is telling me is that, you know, they've fallen into uh, the rut uh, of just like any other company. They're about the bottom line, and he's not saying he wasn't about the bottom line or making profits or anything like that. There's nothing wrong with that, uh, but it's about efficiency, beauty, uh, and most importantly, expanding human growth and potential and starting to see the beauty and grace of human potential in in product form so these products that he created okay it was a was a space of passion uh, and desire to bring out the human essence uh companies today uh, do not do that uh, they're just about the bottom line uh, what's the most efficient way and kind of balancing the two so you get the most for their bang uh, again the bottom the bottom line uh, and to say appease the customer okay so steve's role uh, again far advanced as far as business structure and, and as I call it, uh, the new business paradigm, is that how do, we, how do we integrate these pure frequencies of who we are, our human potential in every product or service uh, that we provide to people so as those individuals use it, it becomes an extension of them uh, and the reason why it becomes an extension of them is because it pulls out or it increases their realization of the potential that they have, and that's why they're so intrigued by it. That's why they're so they they embrace the product. Right? And if you look at his products, right, there's form and function. Form and function is a matter of if you look at all of his products, what was it about? And I know it's beauty, form, function. That's what we think about the physicalness. You know, you boil that down, what does it come to? Straight out efficiency. Uh, that's how beauty is. Uh, it, whether it's in a woman, you know, a handsome man, or anything like that, it's just about efficiencies on how similar, uh, I guess I don't want to talk about that because that's not about Steve, uh, but beauty is about, say, simplicity and efficiency. And that's why we get very attracted. Same with his product. So in the life of Apple, um, he's not impressed by it. And that's another thing that that frustrates him. It's like this company was built to, say, increase and open up the human potential. 
It's not about, say, the bottom line or making more money, and that's why he sees uh, mundane products uh, until the year 2425, where some of his other inventions that's somewhere, um, I don't know if anybody knows about it, but he's you've got them somewhere. Does any very few people or know about, say, these inventions? Uh, so inventions ahead of his time uh, that we didn't have the capacity to build, uh, again, 2425 coming out. So let's talk about 2425. Why is 2425 so important? Um, so I, uh, is it a technological advance? And he goes, yes, it's a technological advance. Um I kind of briefly mentioned it uh, in the beginning, uh, about 2425. But to break down uh, what technological advancement means, this is another or a pure form of uh, spirituality. The reason why we have this technological advancement is because we've broken through a barrier, uh, a spiritual barrier, so the identity that we have as far as a human identity, okay, uh, again, a frequent uh, filters that create the realities that we have today that as we look as humanity, that filter it gets peeled away. And as it gets peeled away, uh, we increase from, say, using 10 or 12% of our brain capacity into a higher percentage uh, and that year would be 2425 and he's telling me I, I guess I have a big part into helping people open up so thank you um, well I lost my train of thought sorry that kind of threw me off kilter so just give me a second Ooh. I guess it's uh, Um, so the reason why that happens, uh, or any um, technological advancement in in its raw uh, raw form, is actually say a spiritual advancement of the soul. Uh, it's embracing uh, more of our abilities as human form. And yes, we might think it's you know the spiritual euphoria. But, you know, spirituality is really understanding or embracing, say, our human potential at a higher level. And we think it's that spiritual uh, connection that's outside of us. It's not. It's embracing all of us uh, or more of us or identifying more of us. Uh, again, um, that comment, Steve, man, just threw me off. Um, so... Uh, So as we summarize, well, we covered uh, quite a bit, and and some business individuals might go might go well, you know, how does this help me with the bottom line? Well, you just didn't get it, because right? uh, you're running the old paradigm. Uh, this is Steve's words, and maybe it might be a little terse. Uh, it's not about, say, the bottom line. Uh, the, your bottom line is actually killing uh, not only the planet, you, your company, from what he's telling me. And this, these are like individuals who run the old business paradigm. Uh, if you, say, moved away from that whole uh, idea uh, and came into, say, this higher consciousness, 
um, you would see the bottom line, uh, its efficiencies. Uh, again, the new par business paradigm, uh, much more efficient, much more conducive to humanity, uh, as a blessing to humanity, not a curse to humanity. Uh, and it would free up massive amounts of resources. Um, and as he says that, uh, it's sad to think that there are people in uh, in control or higher that do not want those uh, say resources freed up. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and I guess we don't have to go there, Steve. Um, as we wrap up, yeah. So, right. Okay. Right. So I can ask him that question. So, um, you know, Steve, you've you've been known to uh, not contribute to charities. You're not the you know the kindest person. Um, so why would that be? Um, if you are, again, I'm just playing devil's advocate. You know, if you come from a um, a consciousness of efficient love, um, why would you not contribute to charities, uh, or why would you be not nice to people? Um, and he says, because that's exactly why I'm not. If you ran an efficiency love frequency. Uh, and that's a consciousness that they uh, I tap into, and that's what you've dubbed it. Well, so that's what I'm going to be using. Um, is is because as an efficient love consciousness, um, you would not have. There would be no issues, uh, or you would not need any any charity to exist. So from the definition, or from the consciousness that I come in, uh, charities. Or helping people, uh, it only is a demise. Right? Now, if we could say figure out a way where those charities <clears throat> or helping people by donating money uh, from a different frequency, which would actually say uplift humanity, uh, then I would uh, generously uh, contribute. Uh, and then again, playing devil's advocate, but hasn't it helped uh, individuals? Uh, live a better life. Uh, yes, you know, you know, your friend Bill Gates, he donates quite a bit. Yes, and he does a fantastic job. Um, uh, but the difference is that of those individuals, uh, yes, here, you know, if you look at, you know, certain spots, yes, it's helped humanity uh, or those individuals. But as far as humanity's consciousness, uh, and I put this to you, uh, Moss, and your, uh, and your listeners, as far as humanity's consciousness, has charity really increased or helped uh, uh, humanity ascend? Uh, and the answer would be no. Look at and more and more individuals are more dependent uh, than ever before uh, on other people's uh, on other people. So where's the charity in that? Uh, the evolvement of humanity is to be uh, to be expansive, to be ever growing, to to fulfill the passion, or to be your best. Uh, charity uh, only is a handicap for individuals. Uh, look at today's youth. Uh, most of the today's youth, uh, they're not self-sustainable. So, uh, and and you might think, well, that's not a charity. 
Of course it is. If you're resonating or if you're spending, say, billions of dollars of charities and there's, and, I'm, and he's not, uh, say, tearing apart charities, those are a necessity. Uh, and again, just like his inventions, um, um, it's not about the invention. It's not about the end product. That's what he's trying to uh, impress upon uh, uh, us, is that it's not about the end product. It's the frequencies that are resonating. So it's not about donating money. It's not about helping people. But the purpose and the reason why you are donating and creating a charity for helping people. It hasn't helped individuals evolve. So if we can do it another way. okay. And the reason why I didn't donate the reason why Steve didn't donate uh, is because the charities that he would donate to uh, would pull humanity down. And that's one thing he doesn't, he never ever wants. So it actually disgusts him. Uh, and he wishes he had time. And he, I th oh, he actually had a plan for a new advent. So Steve's definition of a charity where people would be supported Right, where he would support people, but those people would be, say, educated, enlightened to see their brilliant self. And so that's the charity. And uh, you might go, well, charities, there's that charities out there. No, there's not. He's just telling us, again, not my words, Steve. It's like, no, there's not. Because it still comes from a human consciousness of helping people. So basically, you're teaching people how to be helped. Right? or always depending on somebody. Again, look at today's society. More and more individuals are dependent on either their parents, uh, government, uh, or somebody else. So, or, uh, oh, or God. Right? Because as, 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 as our human structure, say, starts to falter, uh, we go outwards to ourselves. Uh, again, some charitable contribution, whether it's money, somebody else, or, say, the love of God because we've lost ourselves, we've lost our own bearing uh, to support ourselves. So coming with that is that as this year 2425 comes through, the expansion of, say, spirituality, and the reason why spirituality is used uh, as he laughs is because it's a whole redefinition of what we understand as spirituality. Today, science and spirituality, very separate. Uh, very different definitions, uh, and the two don't mix. Um, in the future, he sees science as an involvement of, uh, of, of a form to, say, understand spirituality or become spiritual. Uh, in today's society, you know, we have religion, uh, uh, and in the future, uh, to be more efficient, uh, it, it, it does away with uh, any form of religion uh, that denies us of not understanding who we are or who we are uh, at our full potential. So pulling back the power of who we are. Um, and one thing to note is that the creators of the religions, again, those individuals had it right because they came from a consciousness of not of human form. And that's why nobody has been able to, say, replicate uh, those individuals, you know, like Buddha, uh, Jesus, and so on, uh, some of the others, is because, again, they're resonating from a different consciousness. They're not resonating in a human consciousness, trying to do the physical things that, say, those creators did uh, to become enlightened. And that's why it hasn't worked. That's why you haven't seen any prototypes or anybody near 
those individuals involved. Uh, and he's sad to say that's why a huge company uh, like Apple uh, did not create somebody uh, that could tap into this higher consciousness where Steve did. So uh, very disappointed in that. So as we end, Steve, do you have any um, uh, closing thoughts? Uh, yeah, so um, so his frustrations uh, that he faced is really, uh, it's like a coach, right, that truly loved you uh, to be your best, a coach or a mentor, uh, and he would do anything uh, to create, say, an environment to become your best. Uh, hopefully he's left enough residue Right? Or, or enough uh, frequencies, and then hopefully, uh, I guess with the work that I'm doing, yeah, thank you, uh, the work I'm doing, it'll help open up individuals. Uh, and this is this is a fantastic time uh, to be alive, and he wishes he was alive uh, at this time because the momentum okay, of really understanding who we are uh, it's a geometric expansion. So as the years get closer and closer to 24, 25, uh, the expansion or the knowledge base or the identity of who we are. So uh, in essence, you know, the 10 or 12% that we use our capacity, say geometrically expands um, to a much higher, almost doubles from what I'm seeing. So, you know, almost 20%, which is huge. So in this short time frame, uh, and that's that big leap or that big epiphany uh, that he sees, uh, is that so from 2018 to 24, 25, uh, how many years is that? Five, about seven years. Uh, we're going to double, say, the capacity that we use our human potential. So it's exciting times. But to hold on to those frequencies and to hold on to those levels, um, you know, a lot of destabilization of the current frequencies that hold us back, that limit us as humans, uh, that control us, um, one has to break down. Right? Again, it's, all, it's a great thing. Uh, and then two, uh, new forms uh, have to show where the individuals say regain their power, um, because when as individuals regain their power, we can generate massive amounts of potential. Just like I created, and this is Steve talking. Just like he created as one individual. Look how many lives. Uh, look how many lives I affected, and transformed to higher levels or a state of being. Again, it wasn't the ease of the product. Again, I can assure you it wasn't the simplicity of the product. It wasn't the beauty of the product. It was because I helped those individuals be a better human and understand themselves better. So imagine now you have you know, hundreds or thousands of people resonating in higher frequencies, and they don't have to resonate, I say, at the same consciousness, because it might take some time, uh, but there are going to be, say, pockets of people that can access the consciousness that I can. Uh, so imagine now you've got dozens or hundreds of people accessing that efficient uh, love frequency, as Moss puts it. Uh, imagine how the world would be after 2425. 
It's a great opportunity to be alive. So this is where you start to pull in your potential, guys. Don't let anybody stop you. Um, uh, and it's not about being abusive or anything. It's not about outside people stopping you. Uh, don't. Um, he's saying, don't let you stop you. Okay? Get rid of all the distortions. Get rid of who you think you are. Because who you think you are, you're not. Uh, he and I should know, again, Steve speaking, because I see you of the potential that you are. I'd just like to leave you with one of his most loved quotes of mine. Um, and it actually resonates with the work that I do. Um, he, he says that your time is limited, so don't waste it living somebody else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. Uh, I couldn't have said it any better. Uh, again, I thank you so much, Steve. Uh, for coming into uh, this frequency studio, uh, helping get the, your real message out uh, out into the world, to inspire individuals to be their best, just like you said, to become their best and live their brilliant self. Um, and if you'd like to join us, Steve, just to help me out, uh, generate those higher frequencies with me, uh, let's, uh, let's meditate together. Uh, and then we'll send these frequencies out. We'll actually bay these frequencies to those listeners um, that are listening to Exponential Intelligence. So if you're new to the meta-healings, meta-healing is where I guide you into a deep state of consciousness. In this case, uh, where Steve tapped into. Uh, as you pay attention to your physical form. So uh, where most meditation is on, you leave your physical form. Uh, this pulls in, integrates the two, and that's where you become a powerhouse 24-7. So with that in mind, uh, strong, beautiful breath in. Just noticing where you are. Noticing the space around you, noticing you. And you've been listening to Steve and I, so you're already pretty comfortable. Another breath in again, uh, as I, uh, Steve and I accelerate. Those frequencies, connecting to the group dynamics. This group dynamics is a little different. We're not going to, um, the group dynamics are what I call the mastermind. We're not going to get into the group mastermind. Okay, uh, we're going to bypass that step, and what we're going to do is get into the mastermind or the consciousness of that efficient love, consciousness that uh, again Steve uh, resonated from. This way, uh, redeveloping or um, redesigning human frequencies. And then another breath in again. Asking ourselves, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? 
or Steve likes better, how do I become my limitless self? As we settle in, settling to your breathing, settling into your spine from top, through the top of the back, mid-back, lower back. <sighs> and for the most part, it would be a silent uh, meditation. The mastermind in this scenario would be the efficiency, consciousness of love efficiency, uh, Steve, uh, myself. Steve just wants to reassure um, you as we take another deep breath in. Uh, that this mastermind or the consciousness that they tap is in within all of us. It's just more efficient for you to understand yourselves coming from an outside perspective. So just noticing your breath.
during your breath. Feel if you feel emotionless. Uh, rather than a form of love that you identify with, uh, you're on the right track. Noting your breath. So you can open, push you into those <clears throat> higher consciousnesses a bit more. As we end, you can stay in the space as long as you wish, as long as you stay in the space. You'll be connected to that mastermind. 
And it's uh, the last message. It's not that you're going to turn abrasive with this new form of efficient love, um, but it's it, it's about releasing your identity or your definition uh, of the distorted love that humans run so you can start operating from that purity or that efficient love. Uh, and once that comes in, Steve never had the chance, never. Uh, but it, it, this allows us to, say, actually resonate from that efficient sort of love. Uh, and that's where the beauty, the grace, our potential, our love of self, and uh, which over, pours over to love others, uh, will show through. It's such a pleasure to have. Uh, Steve, thank you so much. I guess very different than the normal, say, CEO uh, that's full of ego that we probably thought Steve was. So, uh, by the way, my apologies, Steve, uh, so, uh, for thinking that way before uh, I got into the interview. So. All right, this concludes episode 128 of the Exponential Intelligence Conversations, live conversations with dead people, with Steve Jobs. As you've noticed, Steve, very different individual. The reasons why he was the way he was. Doesn't give, uh, give him any excuses on the reasons why he is the way he was. But still, we get insight on who he truly was, why he was doing those things that he was doing. It's all in the space of love that we've never heard before in any documentary, any interview, anything like that. That's why I love doing these series. We get to know the true individuals behind their success and why and how they're doing the things that they're doing so we can continue on with what they're doing. Again, thanks for being on the podcast. Notice what you notice. If you have any ideas on who, who you'd like me to interview on Live Conversation with Dead People or, or any topic that you'd like, especially significant success topics, uh, drop me a line at mossei, that's mossei, M-A-S-E-I, at mossei.com. Take care, notice what you notice, and then start noticing the details of what you notice. <laughs>